Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive and still alive also is that beard of yours. It is. It, it almost didn't survive the week, Mike. Really? Yeah. So yeah. What, what mortal danger did you put it in? Well, my own son said it was too ouchy. Too he, ouchy? He, he wanted it gone. Yes. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't think about other people, you know? From Kisses? Yes, from Kisses, yes. Okay, well, I can let you know from experience that they get used to it. <laughs> and you do what you want, because I'm digging Beard Chris here. All so. right, mustache rides for everybody, all right? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But. <laughs> yes, T- Tiff has has kind of come around on it now, and she says if I had a haircut, because obviously my hair it's not Mike long, but it's long no. for me. So if I, I kind of like did it up how I typically do, but with shorter and whatever, it would actually probably look pretty good. Yeah. So we'll see because I mean all the COVID lockdown stuff is easing up next week, so maybe the hairdresser will open back up. I'll go get a haircut. And maybe I will also not get a haircut because <laughs> <laughs> I still have no idea what I'm doing with my hair. You should, you know what, Mike? Here it is. Mm-hmm. You should get cornrows, like when, oh, sorry, not cornrows, but braids, like when you go on a Mexican vacation, and so you can put the beads and stuff in it. Well, right now, see, I have, I got the man bun in again. Yeah. And the hair at the front is too short to make it into the man bun, so I have these, like, two little, like... You've got the late 90s, yeah. uh, like... I don't know, bang ponytails or whatever they are. The two little bangs at the front where it's like, here's one over here and here's one, which is really funny because we recently watched Bring It On and I'm like, that girl's got my hair cut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was it was pretty funny, Mike. I was watching one of your Snapchats this morning where like William was running back and forth down the hallway. Yep. And I was looking, it's like, man, Laura sure dresses shabbily. And it's like, oh, that's Mike. (laughs) Yeah, it's Mike. Yeah. (laughs) It's it was the balloon one, right? Uh, yes, the balloon one. Yeah, because it was only you from the back, mostly. Yeah. And it was like, well, long hair. It's got to be Laura, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Laura. Well, I mean, not that I cared, but I was wearing like my shit fat sweater. Right. You know, like where it was just like, I no one's going to see this. So I'm going to just dress as shabbily as possible because I still have. I mean, we've talked before. I am thin Mike now. Mm-hmm. Well, I have not thrown out a lot of my fat Mike clothes. Sure. And yeah. a lot of my fat Mike clothes were big on me when i wore them previously right and now that i'm small this is like i swim in these clothes but you know when i'm just flopping around at home and no one's gonna see me who cares right yeah, they're weekend so, clothes yeah yeah so you were like wow what a shabby looking laura because it, it was a shabby looking mike <laughs> yeah that's right anyway it was a surprise to us all for sure but <laughs> well it's like it's like i said last week when there was a photo of you with ben and i'm like who's this dude you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, we've made such dramatic changes to our life mike that's uh we're not the same people that we went into quarantine as we are coming out of quarantine it's true it's true we're we're blossoming you know we're, we're coming out of our chrysalis and and but we're now beautiful butterflies. Well, is that what we're suggesting that we're beautiful butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ooh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I see, I see your beard, and I see my beard, and I see that you're still got a little ways to come out of your cocoon. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but at the same time, I can also look in a mirror and see that my hair has a way to go. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 weird because like it gets to a point where in certain days where it's just like. If, if I haven't had a shower in a, in a day or two because like, 
well, who has the time anymore, right? Like, right. I'm not saying I'm like, I haven't showered in a week. Like, you know, I'll shower and then the next day I'll miss one and then I'll have a shower the next sure, day. Sure, yeah. But if for whatever reason, like, because last week we were, we were, I think it was the night that we were putting an offer in or something. I was going to have a shower, completely forgot. And the next day it was like, man, my hair is like so flat right now. Like it was just like right, just painted right. on and looked absolutely terrible. But yeah, there's definitely moments I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this looks so bad. And then there's other moments where it's like, yeah, okay, all right. I can kind of, I can kind of get behind this, but, but anyway, this is what the third episode in a row. We've talked about our beards and our hair to start <laughs> with. It's a new fashion blog now, I guess. Uh, right? yeah. Lifestyle, lifestyle blog. Part-time nerds, full-time fabulous. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's the new spinoff, right? Perfect, Mike. That's yeah. great. I got it. I got it. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> well, we got to do these things that make us happy, right? That's the important thing. Exactly. But, but Mike, you know, my son will tell you what makes him happy now. Oh, good. Did That's you know nice. that? Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes he'll get a little upset about something. Maybe he banged his foot or, you know, did something supremely stupid, which happens all the time. And then he gets upset and then he kind of settles down and he goes, mommy, a freezy would make me happy. Or like, or a TV <laughs> make me happy. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, it would, would it? <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, because I think Ben would eat freezies like 15 times a day, given the option. Of course. Well, that makes him happy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's just really funny that he just announces this now. The other thing he likes to do when he actually gets something that he really enjoys, and you'll enjoy this, is, you know, he'll grab the freezy, let's say. And he does like this, like superhero, like power stance, like you know, a Goku, like a, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, over yeah. nine thousand. Yeah, yep. and yep. he's like, yes, like he's got the thing that he wants, and it's just so funny to watch. Like he's flexing, like the vein in his neck is like, <laughs> it's like I don't know if this makes us good parents or bad parents or or what it is. But you uh, raised a happy boy, is what you. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's the big takeaway is that he does enjoy his life. That's for sure. But yeah, what else has he been doing? He's been going pee by himself now. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure William has been doing a lot of the same stuff where he like you, you said, like he's got to be the one to do certain things. Like yes, he's got the yes. bedtime routine and and Ben's been doing the same thing. But now, yeah, pee like going to the bathroom by himself. It's got to be his thing to the point where if you follow him in, he will push you out the door <laughs> so that he can do it himself. And it's like as long as you go. I don't care, right? But right. I feel like it's a good it's a good step. You know, he puts the seat on by himself and he we always have a stool in all of our bathrooms so he can kind of climb up on the toilet. So he pushes that forward and yeah, he does a good job. The occasional time he gets a little mistake. It's usually he sits on the toilet and the pee kind of like goes up and over the front of the the plastic potty. Right. And it gets yeah. on his pants that way, but you know, you can't fault him for that. So you still got to learn how to control that thing, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, he, he does a pretty good job of like holding his penis down and stuff. But, you know, sometimes it just you spray really hard and it kind of goes up and over and <laughs> that's what happens. Right. So. Right. Right. I mean, I know you have that problem all the time still. All right? the time. My God, it's brutal. And then the, the last story, Mike, I don't know if we ever sent this on Snapchat or not, but one day I think he spilled some water on his pants or his shirt or something. Oh, he's on his shirt. So yeah. he, we take his shirt off because it's almost bedtime. So like, whatever, we'll just take it off. And then he decides, no, he has to take his his socks and his pants and his underwear off too. So he's just standing naked in the room. And then he starts just running around going, shh, shh, 
And like, what, what, what's going on? It's like, oh, he's pretending to pee on everything. So he's kind of like <laughs> waddling legs wide, peeing all over the floor. And then he sees his underwear. He's go pee on my underwear. And he goes Psh, on that. And then he runs over to me and go pee on daddy. Psh, and he like grabs his penis. He's like pointing it around like a fire hose. <laughs> it's like, what inspired this? You know, like you're, you're crazy. And then like leading up to this, the whole, the reason he got his shirt wet is because he had two water cups. Cause I guess we had forgotten one. And he was double fisting his water cups. And it's like, you are going to be the kid running around with the lampshade on in the college party for <laughs> sure. Right? This, this is a glimpse of things to come. Or the guy running around at the college party being on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or both. Or the guy who like tapes the drink to their hand, right? That'd be that guy. Yeah. Right. Yes. The two, yes. The two Colt 45 bottles. Uh, hopefully he has better taste than that, though. That'd be the, that'd be the one dream I have for him. But it gets them every time. Yeah, I know. I know it does. But my God, have you ever drank it, Mike? It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have. I think I've only ever made the meme jokes. Do do not go out of your way to go get it. All right. I think the best cheap beer you can get is like Lucky Beer. But I don't know if they still make that. Do they? No. What was the one I used to drink? The cheap beer. Like You know me. I'm not really a beer drinker. No, you're but, not a beer guy. Yeah. But when it came time to like drink cheap beer because I wanted to be drunk when I was like a teenager and in college, it was McGill's, something like that. Oh, McGill's I have heard or, of that. It's something along those lines. No, it's McCleary's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it was garbage. Absolute garbage oh, beer. It's trash. Yeah. I think Lucky Lager was, was garbage too, but it was a dollar, you know? Yeah. And I think there was, what's the other one? Lakehead or something like that in Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, it was, it was also pretty cheap. So yeah. Advice to all our young listeners out there. You want to get drunk real cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you happen to live in the Hamilton area. That's what yep. you could drink. Yeah. Lucky Lager or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's that's all the stories I got for Ben. He's just a happy psycho. That's uh, that's where we kind of landed this week. That's good, I yeah. guess. Uh- <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Well, uh, William, I don't got too many fun William stories, but this is kind of based off of something that you've mentioned before. If you recall, you were talking about how you've become too much of a bad influence on Ben because he started to repeat some of the things that you said. Right, right. Well, William is doing the same with me because apparently I've been saying sure too much because now William is saying sure oh, all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so there's that. But also, like he's been getting very good. He's learning a lot of new words and, and saying things. But his latest new one, which was, was great, was we were eating dinner. And I got Laura, Laura's had like this crazy craving for Frank's red hot sauce. And I actually picked her up a bottle. I was at, it was funny. I'll tell you this story because this is just, just shows you how much I know about what's going on in the world these days. So I, I don't go anywhere. I work from home. I don't drive. So I don't go anywhere. I don't go to stores. I don't do anything. Right. Right. I was out with my father-in-law because we were looking at a house and he was going through and and checking to make sure that the house wasn't falling down, like looking at a house to buy kind of a thing. And while we were out, I said, Laura asked me to pick up cat food. Do you mind if we go get cat food while we're out? He's like, yeah, sure. That's okay. And I'm like, I'll treat you to lunch while we're at it because I'm a nice guy and you're doing me a favor here. He's like, okay, great. We can do that. So we go to the local Fortino's. And we start walking in the door and I'm not, you know, I'm not totally clueless. I'm wearing my mask and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And I walk through the door and I start heading towards the sanitizer machine. And there's a guy at the door and he's like, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you have any symptoms? And I'm like, symptoms of what? <laughs> oh, Mike, you have been living under a rock. No one has ever asked me, do I have symptoms walking into a store before, right? right. So it just didn't click. Like I'm wearing a mask for the virus. I'm washing my hands because of the virus. But no one has ever asked me about my own symptoms. So it was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So that happened. And then uh, while we're there, I got this cat food and I got Laura, I got her Frank's Red Hot Sauce because she's been having these cravings for it. And just to show you another reason about how often I go out these days, when I go out these days, I go for, if I go anywhere, it's for a walk. I take my son to daycare with my wife and then I get out of the car and I get back in. I don't go anywhere. Right. So I get to the register with all of my things to buy and I realize I didn't bring my wallet with me because I never bring my wallet anywhere because I don't go anywhere that I need my wallet. Right. So I have to leave the food, the, the cat food and the Frank's Red Hot and then go back to Laura's dad and be like, can I borrow your card? Because I don't have my wallet. <laughs> also, you need to pay for the lunch I offered to buy you now, too. <laughs> wow. That is, that is quite the scam you're running there, Mike. Apparently, yes. I, I did say, I said, I, I'm like, just let me know. I will send you the, the money via Interact or whatever afterwards. And he's like, no, don't even worry about it. Consider right. it my gift to you. And I'm like, my, your gift to me? I was treating you to lunch. Like, so whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so you should have bought a more expensive lunch, I guess, in the end. Well, that's the thing. Laura's like, how could you do that? Because she's like, you bought all this stuff at the grocery store. And I'm like, it was already at the register. I couldn't put it back. They wouldn't let me. Right. Like, well, he, okay, here's a question for you, Mike. Here's a right. question. Do you have Google Pay on your phone? I don't know. Because I've done that before. The exact same story where I, I'm at the register like, oh, they don't take the credit card I have or or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, I can use my phone and, and pay with debit. And I've it's saved my butt a few times, right? Because you leave your wallet in the car or wherever. Yeah. And that's why I was wondering if you've, you've got the same thing. I just mm. didn't think about it. I don't know. I don't know if I had that set up anyway. Like, I mean, I feel like if I did, I would know. Yeah, you'd think that. Yeah. But it's easy to forget if you don't use it all the time. Uh, fair. Yeah. So, I mean, my, I don't know. Maybe it is set up. But, um, but yeah, so that happened. But I bought this, this Frank's Red Hot Sauce for Laura. This is the point of the story mm -hmm. is um, Laura was having it. We were just having like a, you know, like a, you know, chicken nuggets, you know, chicken nuggets, quote unquote, uh, for dinner. Uh, and Laura doused hers in Frank's Red Hot Sauce. And she was also dipping her fries in it. And William, seeing Laura dipping her fries, is like, well, I want to dip my fries, you know, because he's all about know. dipping. Like we also had. I was I had gravy. I made myself poutine. Well, they had the the nuggets and and fries. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he had gravy because he loves gravy. Uh, he, he, I've given every time I've done poutine because I realized that one day I was like I could just make myself poutine instead of buying it from restaurants and stuff. Um, so I would make poutine and I give him him a little bit of gravy and he all of a sudden loves gravy. So he sees mommy dipping in something. So he wants to dip in something. And he's saying sauce. He's like sauce, sauce. And he's Mueller's like, no, buddy, you don't want to, you don't want to have this. And and so she, he's like insisting, right? And um, and he takes a bite, and he and he's uh, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. Frank's red hot sauce. He starts going like, ah, ah, ah. and she, Laura's like, you want to spit it out? Do you want to spit it out? And and he he powers through. <laughs> he powers through and swallows it. And then he's just like, eh, 
and then and Laura's like, "Here, have some water. Take a drink. Take a drink." And he's like chugging it back. And she's like, "Did it give you an ouchie? Did it give you an ouchie?" And he turns and he goes, "Ouchie sauce." <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. So yeah, so it. so now anytime she's got something that that he wants to dip and she doesn't want him to have it, she just tells him it's outsea sauce and he leaves it alone. <laughs> I think that might be my favorite Williams story you've told on the show. Outsea so <laughs> sauce. Yeah, the outsea sauce story. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was a good one. I, I quite enjoyed that one. And Laura was like, "Make sure you tell him about outsea sauce" because <laughs> she was very tickled by that one. Right. Right. Yeah. But as for my other new child. Uh, we talked about this last week on the show. Um, my new computer that would not power on. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't you know it? I, I talked to this guy and he told me it was probably the power supply that was the problem. And uh, and the guy who gave it to me, he he came over and we checked the computer over and, and wouldn't you know it? It was the power supply that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> who would have guessed, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Chris, for letting me know. I mean, we wanted to test it and make sure. sure and it was. Yeah. It was funny because we had like basically what was happening was we'd hit the button and it just it would blink like it was turning on and then that would be it. So the assumption was either that it was the power source was broken or it just wasn't getting something wasn't getting enough power and it was just shutting down. Mm-hmm. So um, what we ended up doing was we unhooked everything and we happened to have an extra power source lying around because. You'll remember this, but this was we've never talked about this on the show before. This piece of crap that I'm working on now was a replacement for a computer that I loved. I had this computer that I bought back in 2009 and it was the best computer I've ever owned and it was, you know, like super powerful and it did all sorts of great things and then it died in a power outage. Right, yeah, it got shorted out, yeah. Yeah, and and I remember at that time, you assumed it was, because I talked to you about it, and you assumed it was the power, the the uh, it was the power source. But in that case, it, we, we bought a new power source, hooked it up, and it was the motherboard. It was just done. Mm-hmm. Computer was done. And you were like, well, at this point, you might as well just buy a new computer. And I bought this computer. And I can't remember... But you might have been the one that was like, use this one. Like I gave you this this specs no, I needed. You don't put this evil on I, me. I'm gonna Mike. put this. I'm gonna put this juju on you. <laughs> but but we when we bought the power source, the 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 other one, and we tested it, and it didn't work. We tried to take it back, and they were like, "We're not taking this back. No returns." And it was like, "What? What?" No returns. What the hell's wrong with you? And then that company went out of business, and I'm like, well, that explains why they wanted no returns, right? Yeah. So, because so I so I've had this power source literally in my house for seven years. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, do I sell it? Like, I have no idea. So mm-hmm. I've just been sitting on it. Like, we actually we bought it at our apartment and we brought it with us when we moved. Like, it's still you know. So we use that power source the first time it's ever been on in in seven years and even more than that because the the packaging says 2012 on it um so we we try it out and sure enough it powers the machine on and i'm like wow there you go can we just leave this power source plugged in and he goes well it's about half the power that it needs so no (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool cool so because i mean at the time the computer that because it's got a lot of big you know it's got a graphics card and all sorts of fancy shit that my old computer didn't have so i I didn't need it was only a 350 watt power source and this one needs around 650 so he gave me the recommendation of what power source I, I should buy, and I bought it. I haven't installed it, 
but it's like do do can I install it? I don't really know what I'm doing, right? So I've thought about, you know, putting it in. It's modular. Like he purposely suggested that I buy one that's modular mm-hmm. so that I didn't have like 100,000 cores hanging off the back that I wouldn't need. So in theory, I could put the power supply into the computer and then like maybe look up how to plug in the specific things that I want, you know, maybe put on a webcam and be like, am I doing it right? Like, you know, I, I don't know, but in theory, I could probably get it. I have faith in you, Mike, the power supply part is not that tough because you know, there's, you can look at where all the cables are plugged in now, or maybe you can't because you took them all out, but he did, he did take the old one out yeah, and he took it with him because he's like, I have to throw some e-waste away. So do you want me to just take this? And I was like, yeah. And then when he left with it, I'm like, shit, if he left it all plugged in, I could know where to swap things. Because I'm pretty sure that's what I did when I swapped the last power source to test it. Yeah. Was I just unplugged one thing and plugged the new one in, unplugged one thing, plugged the new one in. Yeah. So Either way, all you do is look at the cables that come with it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this one looks like it fits here. And you push it in. And, you know, this one looks like it fits here. <laughs> you push it in. You just have to power. Here you go, Mike. Here's some notes. You got to put the 24 pin one. That's the big fat one in the motherboard. Yes. And then depending on the motherboard, you might also have to put in a little four port one. Yes. So the, the motherboard does can take that. two. Yeah. So yep, it'll take it does two. Need that. And then does it have like a DVD drive in it? I know the it computer does. is yep. a little older. So that one needs one. And then any hard drives that are not directly attached to the motherboard need it. And okay, then the graphics so, card needs it. And that's it. That's it. So, so everything in everything, the Everything needs one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's easy. It's easy to look and see, oh, yeah, this one matches this one. And you plug it in. There's no like particular order or anything like that. And like the hard drive ones, you can plug multiple hard drives into a single cable because it'll have multiple plugs and all that type of stuff. So I have faith in you, Mike. It's so not, you know what I should do? Tough. You know what I should do? Plug the cables in first and then plug them into the power supply. There's your tip of the day. Okay. Cause so will that not, well, I don't know. Is, is that better? Or so is it- because you bought a modular supply, yes. what you sh- what you should do is you should plug all the stuff into the stuff first yes. and then run all those cables through down to the power supply and then plug them into the power supply. Oh, I see. Yeah. Rather than plug them into the power supply and go the other way around. If for a first timer, that would be my recommendation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So you know what I should do? Should do. Because mm-hmm. like, I know that this is a thing is I should get me one of them PC builder simulator games that exist. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then build one in that. Yeah. And when I see like using all the parts that are in this computer. And if I, if I know that that works, cause from what I've heard, that game's pretty accurate. Like you could build a real PC using real brand parts mm-hmm. and, and hook it up following those directions. Maybe that's what I should do. I probably won't do that, but that's what I should. You should do, just, you should would, live stream it, Mike, on our Twitch stream. And then you get all the helpful comments from the uh, from the chat, right? From the chat, watch watch this idiot put together a computer, <laughs> yeah, and, and you, short you it out. That that Verge uh, PC build, you could right. be the next Verge PC build. Next Verge PC build. Oh, I I already am. <laughs> well, I'm excited, Mike. Whenever you eventually plug those cables in, I'm very excited because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna change the game for you. Yeah, and I'll be able to play computer games, which everybody really wants me to do, and I probably will not do. <laughs> so <laughs> you say that now. You say that now, Mike. This is the first step towards addiction. 
Well, we'll see. Uh, it's actually for, funny because I also bought, I, I, um, I did a Kickstarter and I've never mentioned this on the show. I mean, why would I? It doesn't really come up. Uh, is, well, if you recall, when we did when we did Extra Life last year, back in November, my capture card died an hour before we started recording. Right. And I actually bought a new capture device and it was a, it's a Kickstarter item. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is, it's a little dongle and you plug it into the HDMI port of whatever console it is that you are, you want to capture from. And then you plug a USB-C into the, uh, into the jack. Cause it's like an HDMI dongle. You plug it into the dongle and then it, tr- you plug that into your computer and it treats it like it's a webcam source. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like $40 instead of like $150 for a capture device right yeah some of them are pretty expensive yeah yeah so i picked that up i uh, the kickstarter says i should have it i think in april so hopefully uh i either am at a house that <laughs> that i can send it to because you know they do those things where they're they're like where do you want us to send it to so i don't know depending on where i'm at i'm either going to send it to my parents' house. Well, I was going to gonna say, make, yeah, send it to your parents. Yeah, yeah, just to make sure that it goes to wherever it's supposed to go, kind of a thing. But yeah, so when that once that happens, I'll have I'll have a really you know nice computer that I can stream games from my consoles <laughs> <laughs> because I'll have this cool capture device. But yeah, well, well, there you go. That's the first step, Mike. The first step. Now you've got a working machine. Yeah, and then you're going to move to your new house, and we're going to get you gigabit internet. You know, maybe cross your fingers. Oh, God. That's the funny thing is every house that we look at, the first thing I do is I plop it into internet providers and see what it gets. I, I did the exact same thing because it's important. It is it's important very important to me. And if I get stuck with some bullshit DSL garbage, we're not living in that house, Mike. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, one, it's the one I keep laughing because I keep, I mean, I'm already on Bell and I keep, this, this is a dumb conversation. I can't believe we're having, no, anyone who's entertained by this. This is a very important conversation that everyone needs to listen to. Yeah. So we're already on Bell, but I've also been looking at Start. So every single time I look at a new listing, I drop the address into both mm-hmm. to see what they have. And the last two places I looked at, it's Bell can give me a hundred megabytes and Start can give me 300 in the same, in the same, uh, Oh, address sorry go ahead go ahead uh, for the same the same address for the same money which is like i mean bell obviously bell's like the big tech that's gonna you know break me over the coals for everything i'm worth right sure, but, yeah. but like it's so funny that it's just like why why just look you can clearly give me the money like for the more data for the money well it, it it's oh sorry I, I i keep interrupting you mike but i was gonna say that's classic bell like you can you can put it in bell and then go to tech savvy's site Put it in the exact same address. Even though Tech Savvy rents the lines from Bell, yeah. they will give you a much cheaper deal with much better bandwidth. You know what? I've been I, I've been so settled on Start. I, I should probably throw Tech Savvy Tech Savvy into the checks too. Yeah, yeah. I love Tech Savvy. At my old house, I had it, and the only reason I'm not with them now is they just they don't offer the gigabit connection. They only offer Bell's like DSL based five, which is not enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, clearly. I, mean, I know. I could never go back now. We're never moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game changer, Mike. Uh, I know that that's, what, that's the thing that keeps you there. But yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of what's going on here. And you told me what's going on there. But so shall we get into the world of 
what's going on elsewhere. I mean, hey, you, you need that gigabit internet. It's very important. It lets you play your Blizzard games online. You're goddamn right, Mike. And it's a good thing you brought that up because it's Blizzard's 30th anniversary this week. Hooray! Yeah, and that's all I want to say. Just happy birthday. No, just kidding. <laughs> Blizzard, of course, I think they're extremely well-known. I would say they're probably one of the most well-known, I think, of all like the developers out there. Yeah. You know, maybe them and like Bethesda and like id, that kind of stuff. But uh, obviously known for Overwatch and World of Warcraft. Or, yeah, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, all that stuff. I would say I love their game. I I think I own every single game that they've made except for World of Warcraft. That's the really? only one because I'm not a big MMORPG kind of guy. Like, you know, I, I have my issues paying to play on like a console, much less Fair. paying the monthly subscription fee and everything like that. Plus, I think there's also a fear that I would get super addicted to it. Because I, I know do have people an addictive, who have gotten. Yeah, I got yeah. an addictive personality and it's like this seems like a bad mix, you know. So uh, anyway, that's the one I have skipped. But uh, man, I, I love them. Like Starcraft 1 and 2 rank. You know, if we ever get to our top 10 games list, Mike, uh, I think that's like one or two for me or they might be one and two. Like they're great games. And we were talking before the show, like I was making fun of you that you've never played any of them. But it turns out, Mike, you've actually played quite a few even though you're a console guy right like- i have yeah there was a time where i used to dabble in my real-time strategy computer games like uh warcraft 2 was the first uh real-time strategy game that i played and from warcraft 2 is when i got that's how i got into red alert because it was the same genre right and and then it was like oh man red alert's the place to go for me and then it was like oh here's starcraft and i'm like oh starcraft Eh, back to red alert for me <laughs> like <laughs> i was gonna say both starcraft and starcraft 2 are free to play now so you, you you could always pick them up that could be the first two games you get when you get your new computer plugged in you know what the funny thing is is actually my my friend who who's the one who hooked me up with the computer he's like what's the first game you're gonna play on it and i thought about it and i was like well, I made an Epic Games account and I got Jurassic World Evolution for free. So maybe I'll play that. And he just hung his head. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, that's the game that made me like, you know what? I will get I will get my free Epic Games account. Because I mean, I'm Why sure not? you have a, a an Epic Games account where do, all you yes. do is redeem the free games and that's it. Yeah, I've got about 30, uh, I think 30 free games, give or take, and I have played exactly zero of them. But That's Mike, exactly should, should I ever get the, the opportunity? I might play them. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like most of the, I see all these games where it's like, oh, this is this is free this month. And I'm like, that's a good game. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they give out some real bangers. Like I have Grand Theft Auto 5. I've got Civilization 6. Like I've got like good AAA games. You know, they're a little older now, but. Yeah, but it's always funny because I'm like, oh, wow, I should grab that, but I'll never play it because I don't play games on PC. (laughs) Does um, the PS4 and PS5 and stuff, they track hours played, right? PS4 technically, it did technically, but like like the PS4 did, but nobody ever knew until you bought a PS5. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like quietly in the background. Yeah, like there was never a thing that said, this is how many hours that you've played. And then when everybody got PS5s, you could look at your list of games and it would actually tell you, like even retroactively, how long you've been playing games. So like you could look back at the first game you played on PS4 and saw how many hours you 
you've put into a game. Uh, I feel like uh, for Laura, Overwatch, going back to Blizzard, is her right. number one game. On uh, for me, I think it was Metal Gear Solid Five was okay, the game I okay. put the most hours into. Well, that that's why I was bringing it up because it's like you know Steam does the same thing, but only there's a there's a year at which point it starts. So like I played Half Life for. I don't even want to throw a guess at the number of hours into this game, <laughs> but I'm going to say the thousands somewhere in the thousands, but I, you know, all of it was prior to when they started tracking stuff. But I think the only game that could top that would be Starcraft one because my brother and I played that game and my cousin and you and I, and I our friends all in high school, man, it's, it's gotta be like 5,000 hours into that game for sure. My favorite memory of playing StarCraft was when we played that one LAN party in your parents' basement. And it was only like, I hadn't played in years at this point. And yeah. everybody else in the game, like there was six or seven of us. And I didn't even have my own PC. Like you guys had like some extra computer lying around and yeah, you're like, yeah. you know, we'll throw you on there and you can play with us. We'll throw, you know, a little baby boy a bone here. <laughs> and and we were playing, we were playing StarCraft. And I accidentally messaged everyone and not my team and oh, yeah, yeah. And, this. yeah and then every the one guy who was there with us our, our friend rob who we t- we've talked about on the show before he's like well you know let's all make fun of mike because mike is you know doesn't clearly doesn't know what he's doing and so i turned that into a strategy and i privately messaged the entire team after i knew how to do that and i said i'm going to pretend that i screwed up again and say, let's all attack your brother, but let's all go attack Rob. <laughs> and, and we did that. And he's like, huh, huh. and he like sent all his units to protect Derek. And we just went and wiped him out. And it was like at the beginning of the game. Yeah. That That is my favorite StarCraft memory of ever. You know what, Mike? Now you got a computer. We can do another land party. We have been talking about uh, this podcast. Yes. I don't know what's going on, man, but. But we have been talking about doing another LAN party for years, right? <laughs> because I remember we did it in like 2003 or 2004 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was all we could do to get all the computers to talk. It probably took us like an hour to get it all set up. Now I could get that thing running in like 30 seconds, Mike. We got all these <laughs> fancy devices and machines. And probably we could play games from the late 90s and, and have a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring our, our modern day behemoths. And, yeah, and play StarCraft play. 1. It'll run on your calculator, you know. Can yeah. we get Day of Defeat to still work? Is that I, possible? My, my brother and I started playing. Uh, we talked about this on the show, I think, that we wanted to get together for like a weekly gaming thing. Yes, yes. So we did the first one yesterday, yesterday or two days ago. And we played day of defeat that's great we got that thing dusted <laughs> off there's still like a hundred people playing this game it's like i feel like i'm 16 years old again yeah that's funny yeah oh. so yeah mike we could do the same thing got we that could. gigabit internet we could all play online too <laughs> <laughs> well right now i can't my my com- current you know housing yeah. situation is it's impossible well and there's that whole pandemic thing we probably shouldn't get together physically but no no probably not but yeah, so I mean, Blizzard's clearly been very good to you. Mm-hmm. Was Warcraft one of the first games you played by them, or I would say, yeah, Warcraft Two would have been. I'm just trying to think. I never really played Warcraft One. Yeah, so Warcraft Two would have been the first Blizzard game, and then Starcraft, and then Diablo 
or it might have been Diablo and then StarCraft. I don't remember which one came out before. But yeah, those three, I spent an incredible amount of time playing each. Would you say that StarCraft, out of all of the franchises, is your favorite? Rank them. Rank your favorite Blizzard franchises. Yes. I'd say StarCraft, Overwatch, Diablo, Warcraft. And I don't know. What, what are the other ones? There's probably some miscellaneous one. I'm Lost missing. Vikings. Isn't that one? Yeah, of? that's technically, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, that's Warcraft-ish, I guess. Well, no, isn't Lost Lost Vikings was a, one of the Blizzard games. Well, that was not? their first one. Yeah. And then yeah. from that came Warcraft 1, which was very similar. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess Lost Vikings is its own thing, but that'd be fifth. Never played it. What about the Justice League fighting game for Super Nintendo? <laughs> uh, I never played that one. <laughs> I have played that one and it wasn't good. Not good. Okay. No, yeah. I rented it from Blockbuster Video back in the day because it was a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how exciting there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say I'd say for me, probably my favorite Blizzard game would be Overwatch because mm-hmm. I played a ton of time with it. Uh, I always wanted to try Diablo outside of the demo, the PS3 demo for Diablos 3. Uh, Diablos. Diablos. <laughs> that shows you how good I am. At yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Besides the, the, the PS3 demo for Diablo 3, I've never played Diablo. But. Well, they are coming out with Diablo 4, but they said it's not going to be this year. It's going to be next year. Uh, the last that I had read. Yeah. So maybe we'll get together because I do enjoy the Diablo games. And as fathers, I think Diablo lends itself to our hop in, play a little bit, hop out lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it is like an uh, action RPG. You don't need to invest uh, World of Warcraft kind of hours into it. Have you ever played Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance? Uh, yeah, but that game's ancient, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is ancient. Yeah. But my question is, is Diablo similar to that game? Because I played a lot of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance back in the day. Uh, I guess a little bit. Because it's like an isometric RPG. Yeah, dungeon yeah. But I think Diablo has much more like action. That's kind of been like as, as far as like RPGs go, you're kind of always fighting and, and stuff. So that's kind of what separated it. But yeah, it would be similar vein. I think there's another one. There's like path of exile or something like that is like a diablo knockoff that's free right now on on steam or it's oh, like a okay. free it's a free to play game that's very clearly inspired by diablo so i think that's what a lot of diablo people play while they're waiting for for diablo 4 to come out but don't quote me on that i have not played it myself have you heard the rumors of the diablo 2 remaster i have heard that yes isn't it it's not a rumor isn't it confirmed Oh, I all I know. Okay. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But all I know is that recently, uh, Vicarious Visions, the developer, was absorbed into Blizzard to be like another team within Blizzard. Right. And Vicarious Visions is the team that did the Crash Crash Bandicoot remaster from a few years ago, mm-hmm. and and they did the recent Tony Hawk One and Two remaster. So, I mean, obviously, I hear that, and I'm like, hmm doesn't really speak blizzard to me but i mean if they're experts at doing remasters and they're you know maybe they're going to be on these this diablo remaster i could see it that could, i think we must have read the same article because i i read all that stuff and it, from what i could tell is it's all but confirmed at this point that it is the, okay the diablo yeah. 2 remaster which doesn't surprise me because that is sort of like the pinnacle diablo in everybody's mind I know a lot of people hated Diablo 3. I honestly didn't mind it all that much because it was a little bit more simpler game. 
Yeah. You know, because the problem, well, not the problem with Diablo 2 is obviously you have your tech trees and your skill things and you put your points in and once your points are in, they never come back out. You know, so if you don't have unlimited time to make multiple guys, it kind of was shitty if you realized, oh, I've been putting all my points in the wrong stuff, you know, right, whereas, right, right. whereas Diablo 3 was more like, I don't know. You could just you just picked a skill for that button, you know, and you would unlock skills and you could just flip between them at any time. So I enjoyed that style, but uh, we'll see what Diablo 4 is. I don't know what direction I'll take it. Yeah. Well, interesting. I mm-hmm. mean, congratulations to Blizzard on 30 years. Maybe there'll be 30 more years of Blizzard. Who knows? Hopefully. Yeah. Overwatch 2 might finally come out by that time. Uh, yeah, because they've said that that's not coming out this year, right? No, Blizzard, they have not, yeah. Blizzard 2 and Diablo 4, they've both already said that aren't coming out this year. Yeah. Which, I mean, sucks for you if you're really excited for those things. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Also not that surprising with everything that's happened in 2020. So Fair. Yeah. Actually, speaking of things that happened in 2020, uh, I don't know. I mean, this isn't a bit as big a thing in your life as it is in mine, but uh, E3 was canceled last year yes if you, if you recall well this year actually today they announced that they are bringing e3 back oh back. because yeah because they canceled it last year so it's back but it's virtual so they're gonna do like the ces style event then yes so that's their uh, their ideas they're going to do like because they, e3 was known for having the big announcement you know, like there'd be the three days of, you know, uh, Microsoft and PlayStation doing all of their big surprise press conferences and things like that. And then there'd be the, a couple smaller ones. And then you'd learn about other games throughout the week. Um, so they're going to attempt to try and do that stuff as well. But with over three days of, of just streaming, you know, video presentations and stuff right which on one hand i'm like well that's not so fun but then on the other hand i'm like how is that any different than how i've been in like you know absorbing the e3 content the rest of my life right like <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i'm never at i'm never going to be at an e3 i don't think unless like for some reason we suddenly get take off as some crazy gaming influencers right mm-hmm. which uh, you know based on the commentary in this episode i'd say that will never happen <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> no but like it's not any different than how I've normally ever consumed it. So it's kind of like, well, that's not true. I mean, back in the, back in the old days, I'd read about E3 in magazines. I would say I much prefer the current method of E3 versus the, the magazines. Cause it'd be like, man, E3 happened in June. I'm going to find out what happened in August, you know, like that. Right. Kind of right. But, uh, I honestly, I I'm excited for E3 to come back for one major reason and that's to consolidate all of these stupid events because last year without without e3 to tie all of these game announcements together everybody under the sun did their own little like i'm gonna fill this void like announcement show right and it was so hard to keep track of everything that everybody was doing that it, it like I was like man I really miss just having like here's three days straight of content instead it was like oh here, on Wednesday we're gonna see this guy and then on Thursday this guy's gonna run and then next Wednesday this guy's gonna run and then next Thursday this guy's gonna run and then the Tuesday following that this guy's gonna run and it's like how in the shit do you keep track of any of this right <laughs> yeah good and point. and then you you'd go see an announcement and it'd be like right I'm ready for the announcement and it'd be like. Unreal Engine 5 exists. 
thanks. What? Like what? <laughs> you know, like you you built up for a week that this announcement was happening, and then it was like, in this neat. I mean, yeah, it's neat, but like you could have done it and dropped that in a tweet, like you know. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Well, well, here's a question. This is literally what I was going to say: is do you think the big players and stuff? go back to E3 or do they see value in hosting their own things? See, I feel Xbox will be on E3 because they've basically had their own run of X of E3 for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Like PlayStation didn't come to E3 in 2019 because they didn't think they're, they're, they what they said was they didn't have enough to show. Right. So, which is fair. They had, I think they had like three games to show like of their own. Right. And I mean, I know that they would show other games at their conferences as well by like third parties and stuff. But I mean, if, if the whole point is to show off how great PlayStation is and you have like, well, we have this game that we've already shown three years in a row. We have this game that we showed last year and this game that we should, we showed last year too. Like if that's all they had to show, I could see why they wouldn't want to be back. Right. Right. So they've been gone f- because they didn't, they weren't there last year, and they said that they weren't going to be at E3 before E3 got shut down last year. Mm-hmm. Well, Nintendo has kind of been doing its own thing. They were doing the digital events before it was cool, you know, and and so they haven't been at E3 in a few years either. Like they'd have a presence at E3, but they wouldn't have like a conference thing like they would used to do. They would just do their own digital presentation, and then like they would have a like a booth on the floor, and that's really it. So, like, Nintendo hasn't really needed E3 for a few years either, right? So, I f- Microsoft will be there, but whether anyone else comes back, I mean, I could see them putting events in and around the same time. If, if, because they're already doing like PlayStation has been doing digital events like for the last few months, you know, like, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that's my thought is like, you know, these guys can obviously do it themselves. You know, it does E3 still have the power? That it once was because obviously you know back in early 2000s streaming really wasn't a thing and even youtube didn't exist you know the only place you could find out about the games was if you actually went or you read like the magazines or internet articles or whatever that came out of it but yeah nowadays it's just so easy to do it yourself like you know i i i wonder if it's it's worth it for them anymore because they can just control their own narrative if they do it themselves and can be as long or as short as they need. They don't need to cram it all into 15 minutes or a day or whatever. Yeah. And they're fu- and then also they're not fighting for uh news space with other people. Well, exactly. Yeah. If if you know Microsoft has this thing and then PlayStation comes with this real banger announcement, then nobody gives a shit about what Microsoft has to say, right? Because yep. you know the PlayStation 6 was announced, right? So yeah, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I'm I'm wondering if C well not CES necessarily, but E3. I wonder if it's kind of on its last legs, or if it'll become more of like a an indie platform where all the indie guys come out and display all their fun stuff. Well, as long as they don't do the thing that they said last year's E3 was going to be. Oh, what was that? Oh God, they were talking about how it was all about influencers. Oh, okay. Well, it was all like, hey, come out and see your favorite influencers. It, they were like talking about it like it was going to be like a Comic-Con. Right. And, and yeah. Instead of seeing like, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, William Shatner is here. Or, <laughs> you know, it'd be <laughs> right. like, oh, come see Ninja at the Fortnite booth or something like right, that. Right. Yeah. So maybe they even see the writing on the wall to a certain extent. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Like, it's. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, people think that they're relevant. Yeah. Like it, it, again, it's going to it's all going to 
come down to whether or not people show up or not. Yeah. So like like the big names that we were talking about, like Microsoft right. and PlayStation. So. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll enjoy it while it lasts, if nothing else, right? Yeah, definitely. Streaming might be the way of the future for all of these companies. But you know what else is the way of the future for streaming? Television shows and movies and such. And I believe, Chris, you finally started watching that WandaVision show. I, I finally fulfilled my promise to you, Mike. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I've caught okay. up. I, I'm on, I watched the five episodes. I don't know if there's a new one today. I haven't no, watched no. it if there is. but The uh, new ones, the new episodes are Fridays. Oh, okay. Okay. So. But anyway, yes. So I, I've watched, I've, I'm all caught up and I am really enjoying it. Yeah. Now, okay. So I feel like the only way we can really talk about this and have it make sense is if we go into spoiler territory. That that's so, fine with me. So yeah. So it, yeah. So if you haven't caught up to at least at least episode five of One Division, maybe leave this conversation for next week. Yeah, we're not going to talk about anything else, so you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. Other than maybe our hilarious closing moments, but other than yes. that, yeah, you'll be so sad that you missed the that closing. <laughs> but anyway, that's your spoiler warning. We're talking about spoilers now. Yeah. Uh. So. The first three episodes of the show are very much the sitcom heavy episodes. What did you think of those? Were you like, because we talked about it last week, people were like, this is so slow. I don't care for this at all. Were you one of those people? Were you like, this is not going anywhere for me and I'm not liking it? Um, I enjoyed them. Certainly the first episode. And I think I said this before. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm losing my voice apparently. Uh, when it started out, I'm I'm just trying to figure out like what on earth is going on in this show. Like I don't I don't get where they're trying to go. But then that dinner table scene when the other characters, uh, like the boss and his wife, start acting kind of weird. Yeah. Then it was like all of a sudden I'm I'm intrigued. And then the episode ends, but it ends to the show being shown on a television. Yeah, like sort of it, it brings us to the fact that oh, this is like a, a show within a show. Now I'm hooked. Now I'm I'm really interested. And then, you know, episode two more so than three was definitely like okay, I'm I'm looking for these clues. I'm trying to figure out like what's the hidden meaning, what's the hidden message, what exactly is going on. You know, their their use of throwing the sort of random colored items into the show. Like, I was trying to figure out what that was about. Because I think episode two is when the helicopter comes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like how how that is, you know, a colored device. It's like, I don't get why this one's colored. Like, why why is this happening? Mm-hmm. So, I, I really, I enjoyed that part. I, I didn't particularly find it slow um, once I kind of knew that there was some sort of, like, secret stuff going on. Like, what about you? Did you, did you enjoy it or... Yeah, no, I enjoyed that stuff. I, I thought that like they the I I would say that the sitcom portions could have been funnier because they're supposed to be funny, right? Right. But like I overall, like I they didn't bother me. Like I knew they I knew that there was a point to be served and there was clues in these sequences to to watch out for. So it was, you know, still worth watching. So, so would you would you have put in like modern humor in the classic ones? Because I'll be honest, like I used to watch Leave It to Beaver all the time uh, when I was a young kid because I'd come home for lunch and it was on TV. So I think that's a 50s show. Yeah. Might even be a 40s show, a 50s show. And the humor in like their Bewitched episode and whatever the other one was, it's like this seems very in line with leave it to beaver like it felt period worthy 
you right. know, it wasn't like we're trying to cram in 2000s Marvel humor into like this old thing. Like it felt like, yeah, these are the jokes that they'd be wait- or making, you know, during a, that actual time period. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I liked that. I liked that it. it maybe, yeah, they could have got a bigger laugh or stuff, but it was like, no, this, I, I feel like this is accurate, you know? Yeah, and and the plot lines were things that you would have like, oh my my boss is coming over for dinner. Like that's such a an old sitcom. Exactly. And then the frazzled wife in the kitchen trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. And I did enjoy I did enjoy in the second episode when Vision gets drunk, quote unquote. That was mm-hmm. that was entertaining. Um and then uh once we get to the fourth episode, well the end of the third episode, some crazy shit happens, and then we start to get into the the more modern things, like we find start to find out what's going on. And um so we find out about um Monica Rambeau, who is from Captain Marvel. She's the the little girl from Captain Marvel who's now aged up. Um also we find out a little bit more out about the blip and how people come back from came back from the blip. And so, so this is always something that I've always wondered. So the the snap happens; they call it the blip mm-hmm. in in Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And then in Endgame, they bring everybody back, and everybody comes back wherever they were. Which to me, like, I feel like there's some logistical questions <laughs> with a lot of that. <laughs> you mean like somebody builds a house where you were standing, kind of deal? Yeah. Like, do you reappear during in the house? Yeah. Like. Like Monica Rambeau comes back in a chair, like literally in the chair in the room that she was in. Like if you remember, one of the people who got blipped was flying a helicopter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, does yeah. that guy just appear in the sky, or does he like land on the ground, or is he you know on the ground underneath where he would have been the moment he got blipped? Yeah, that's true. You know? I never thought about it that in depth, but that's a very good point. Yeah, like entire planes full of people flying through the sky like <laughs> if the pilot still landed the plane and everybody on it lived did the people in this in the chairs that got blipped like just reappear in a, in a row system yeah. in the sky and just fall you know I, I definitely felt like the hospital they like they didn't react necessarily the way that i would have suspected they'd react because it was like everybody was like panicking and running around all over the place and it's like uh, like, would that be the result? And all of a sudden, like, everybody has instant memory of exactly what they were doing five years ago, you know? Like, like the people who are surviving, but not the blipped people, but, like, the ones who who lived through the blip. Oh, yeah, like, because yeah. the, the, that doctor was like, oh, your mother, your mother died on, you know, about yeah, three years yeah. ago to this day. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, you would yeah, just recall yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I haven't been, you know, having my own issues for the last five years or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting to see like some of the things that would happen. Like like again, like she comes back and and you find out like the protocols that were put in place by by the agency she works for. Basically, like, well, you got blipped, so you can't go back into field duty and stuff like that. Which yeah. I thought that that was good. Like, because that's but really there's got to be a lot of issues surrounding all of that stuff. Well, but, I mean, yeah, they wouldn't know what the capabilities would be. You know, do you have some sort of like mental block blockage or something like that, or would you still be as physically able? Yeah, it all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then uh, we go into the town and Agent Jimmy Woo, who was in Ant-Man and the Wasp, shows up. And I don't know if you caught this little detail because I didn't catch it. I saw it on Twitter later is in Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's a scene where Jimmy Woo asks Ant-Man how he did a card trick. Yes. Because he was amazed by the card trick he did. Well, when Jimmy Woo shows up and he's introducing himself to Monica Rambeau, he pulls out his FBI card, but he does the magic trick 
Right. Yeah. It makes the card appear. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. So that was a great little, little nod to that. I thought that was very funny that it was like, Oh, he learned the trick. Great job. Um, but yeah. And, and then they bring back Darcy from the, the first two Thor movies who hasn't been around in a long time. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, what, what was Thor two? That was like 2011, maybe Oof. that would have been yeah. last appearance. I was going to say, yeah, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, so they bring her back, and it was good to see her, because I've always liked Kat Dennings. Um, and then we start to learn more about what's going on. Like, the ta- like Wanda's kind of overtaking this town, and, and uh, you know, she sort of is holding everybody hostage. And, you know, they still quite don't know why yet, but we get a lot of that information in, in Episode 5, as well as continuing the sitcom, which is, uh, would you say that was more 80s or early 90s sitcom then? Which one? When they were, when they kind of figured it out, when it was color? Yeah, when it was, well, because there was color and it was clearly like the 70s, which is when the twins were born. Yes. And then the next one was very, like, the intro is 100% family ties. Yes, yeah. And, but, but the show itself reminded me more of, of Full House. Like the way they acted it. That was the exact comparison I was going to say. I was going to say like a Full House or like a Family Matters style shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's late 80s, early 90s, somewhere in that realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do in the next episode because I've seen it looks like it gets into like more modern family style, like where they're doing like the interviews and stuff. Yeah, well, that's I was saying like to Tiff, it's like oh, there's going to be a an office episode for sure, right? You know, where it's like the mockumentary, like that's got to be coming. and Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. So, but I mean, the big, the big surprise was the end of episode five, which of course I had spoiled for me. Of course I had. Oh, spoiled did you? For me. Oh, yeah. Mike. I, I, I'm just so lucky. You know, like I try, <laughs> everyone always asks me, how do you get spoiled on everything? And I'm like, cause I, I look at nerdy shit on the internet. So the internet is like, Hey, algorithms say that you might like this. And it's like, you know, Oh, you're definitely going to love the trending topic. That is, you know, Wanda's brothers back from the dead. I'm like, fucking fuck. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah so what did you think about them bringing um i don't know what the actor's name is but the it's X, evan peters the, yeah the yeah. x-men he's the, he's quicksilver the x-men back. quicksilver yeah. which i loved because like first of all like for people who don't who don't know that it's it's like this interesting development anyway mm-hmm. like people who are like oh why why did they recast her brother but for people who were fans of the x-men films like that's a huge deal because now they're basically saying like, hey, do you remember all this? This happened, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of how I looked. It's like, okay, okay. They're going to bring in like the X-Men stuff now in some fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting because what they've been saying for a while now is that WandaVision is connected to Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, which come on, it's called the multiverse of madness. Sure. Yeah. And actually, very recently, do you remember that day that was like the the Disney investors call day where all of those shows got announced? Yep. I actually found video. Somebody had posted this because remember, like we only got to see like little blips. Like if unless you were actually on the investors call, you didn't get to see the videos. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody posted the video on YouTube and I was watching it and they said in it that WandaVision, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3 all tie in together. And Spider-Man 3 has been rumored for a very long time that actors from previous Spider-Man movies are going to be showing up. So that leads me to believe that WandaVision is the beginning of the multiverse that will then show up in, I guess, Spider-Man, because I think Doctor Strange is next year. Yes. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's coming down the pipe soon. Yeah, so this is going to lead into, WandaVision is going to lead into Doctor Strange, but I think like we, we've officially entered the multiverse. So the, the Fox X-Men and the Sony Spider-Man stuff is going to all start being like, surprise, this is all just different facets of the same universe kind of a thing, mm-hmm. which is what they should be doing with all this shit in the first place <laughs> yes exactly well i was excited because i liked the x-men quicksilver actor a lot more than the uh what was it i guess age uh, of ultron age of ultron yeah age of, actor. aaron aaron taylor johnson is the yeah. name of the actor not that yeah. he did a bad job i just felt like the x-men guy did a much better job so yeah and i did see somebody point out that that the popular the x-men version of quicksilver was in the 80s you know, like he first shows up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically he shows up in the 70s first, but he's in he's in Apocalypse. He's in the 80s. So if somebody is like, maybe that's why he's that version. And when we get to the modern version, it will be the other Quicksilver. And I'm like, no, I think that it's, it's this multiverse shit and the other dude's still dead. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <clears throat> how How do you feel about Wanda? In this one, do you think she's a bad guy in this series or do you think she's a good guy or is she somewhere kind of in between? Because obviously we got a glimpse that the characters in the show are not like literally conjured out of nowhere. They're actually civilians in the city that she's kind of mentally taken over and they're obviously they're trapped and they they're being mind controlled or whatever you want to describe it as. So do you think she's a bad person uh, in this regard or is she, you know, just you know, grieving, I guess, still. I feel like what they're doing is they're definitely referencing uh, a lot of the comics. Okay. And I mean, I'm going to, you, I don't expect you to know this because you're not a big comic guy, but there are two series in particular where um, it really is revealed that Wanda is behind everything, but she's not approached as the villain in, in that sense. So, uh, there's a, a, a famous Avengers story called Avengers Disassembled. And basically what the story is, is that like all of the Avengers are being their, their worst, their worst nightmares are coming true or something like along those lines. Like, for example, Tony Stark is giving a speech uh, at the United Nations and suddenly he's drunk mm-hmm. and people are like, Tony, you've been, you know, you've been clean for because that's the thing in the comics. Tony Stark is a recovered alcoholic. Um, so, you know, they're like, Tony, you've been dry for years. Like, what the hell happened? And he's like, I haven't touched a drink in, in, in decades. I don't know why I'm drunk kind of a thing. Right. And, and then, um, like, characters are killed. Like, Hawkeye is killed in this. He he, he gets brought back. Uh, but because, uh, you know, that's what they that's what happens. Sure, yeah. No one dies in comic books anymore. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's later found out that all of this happens. And it's because Wanda has been doing it subconsciously. And the the whole reason that like it was done, I, it's been a really long time since I've read it, but I think it has to do with her grief over her kids because like she had these kids and the kids died, like they, they died, quote mm-hmm. unquote, um, because they weren't real. Like she conjured her, she had kids with vision and she basically conjured them out of nowhere. Right. And for whatever reason, they ended up having to be taken away and- and it was her like finally like having like a mental break because of this trauma that had happened to her. And she actually accidentally lashed out at all her friends by using like all of their weaknesses against them. And, and that story ends with Magneto showing up and being like, 
you can't, you're not going to stop her. I'm just going to take her away. Cause I mean, he's your father, right? Right. So he takes her away and he's like, I'm going to you know, take care of her. You guys can leave her alone. Get your shit together. And they're like, she killed Hawkeye. And he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm taking her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and no one who's a fan of Marvel cares about Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he takes, he takes her away. And then that becomes a different story called house of M. And what happens there is the Avengers and the X-Men get together and they're like, what do we do about Wanda? Because she did that and it, you know, hurt a lot of people and, you know, we should kind of take care of it. And the X-Men are there because they're like, well, hold on. She's a mutant and Magneto's involved. We need to, you know, we need to take care of this. And what ends up happening is they all go to see Wanda and then suddenly it's a completely different world. And what's happened is everything is, is an illusion, but it's all... Um, it's a different world where Magneto is king of the world and like his family is like the royal family and that includes Wanda, that includes Quicksilver and it includes um, Polaris, which Polaris hasn't been in the uh, in any of the movies or anything like that, but she's Magneto's other daughter. Okay. And she has, Mag- she's just got Magneto power. She's like Lady Magneto, but she's his daughter. Um, so they're all like the royal family of, of this of this world. And like the mutants are on top of the world and, you know, the normal people are, are below everybody. The world is all topsy turvy. Like Captain America never got froze in World War II. So he's like a 90 year old man who can't help or anything like that. And, and Hawkeye is alive and Hawkeye is part of like this resistance that's like, we hate the mutants. We're going to beat them. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is like a police officer and stuff like that. Like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm remembering. It's a different alternate universe. Spider-Man in this one is a celebrity. Like he's not a mutant, but everybody loves Spider-Man. Everyone knows that he's Peter Parker. Like he's married to Mary Jane. They have kids. He's like a TV star. Like it's very different world. And then they all start finding out because there's this one girl who wakes up one day and she's like, I remember the world the way it was. And she has like the mutant power to like make people remember the way the world used to be. So they all go back and they fight her. And it, everybody fights Magneto. Like, Magneto, how could you do this to the world? How could you use Wanda to remake the world in your image? And then you actually find out that it was not Magneto who suggested to Wanda that she remake the world in his image. It was Quicksilver. It was P- Pietro. Oh, okay. Because he was like, if you do this, then, you know, we can all be, you know, we can all be happy kind of a thing. And then Wanda is so pissed off that she's, when she realizes that she's been, you know, used she rewrites the world again. And when she does, she eliminates almost the entire mutant population from the world. Oh, damn. Yeah. Like, like she, um, I forget. I think it's like 300. They go from being like, they go from being millions of mutants to like 300 in the world. And wouldn't you know it? 90% of those 300 are all X-Men <laughs> <laughs> because of the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I remember, I think Iceman is one of the only members of the team that actually loses his powers. And then he, he gets it back from like trying too hard. It's really weird. They, they end up like fixing it by like, just being like, we did it. You know? <laughs> like, right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like those are two stories where Wanda is not really necessarily the villain, but she's the, the reason that all everything is going bad. Right. So I feel like that's what they're kind of doing with this as well. I mean, obviously 
they are incorporating the X-Men into it in, in now with what they did in the last episode. So I'm interested to see where it goes. Does it go more in that way? Do we see Ian McKellen show up and be like, well, my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And we'll yeah. Like, what? Like, that, that's what I'm wondering is like, do, do are there more X-Men or, you know, X-Men related properties that show up on this show? Or is he just sort of the one off, right? And, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see where, where it goes from here. Like I'm very excited to see where it goes from here. I got all them spoiler blockers on now because after after last week <laughs> yeah don't want to make that mistake again no, but so overall no. overall your rating is you know out of five five out of five for you uh maybe four like it's it's got me it's got me very intrigued yeah and i'm enjoying it so i mean it hasn't quite like we'll see where it goes from here it, it, it very well could be a five is it right. five for you i would say pretty close it's definitely started a little lower but it's as it goes on i'm like much more interested so yeah maybe we'll say like a four four and a half somewhere in there yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I think we we've chatted about that. I I was not expecting to go on a lengthy rant a rant about Avengers disassembled or uh, House of M tonight. That's for sure. Well, yeah, but you never know what's going to happen on this show, Mike. We're, we're right. so wild and out there, right? Why and crazy? We should have. We should be influencers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get invited to E three when there's nothing exactly. left of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. See, aren't you glad you stuck around and listened to the whole episode? You got to hear that wacky ending. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to thedads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com. Or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next week, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, would you look at that? We went longer than I was expecting. We were gonna go <laughs> yeah, definitely. I figured we'd just talk for a little bit, but then it was yeah. like, no, no, let's get into this. <laughs>